0: Welcome to the Intentional Encourager podcast, where each episode brings you compelling conversations and stories designed to entertain, enlighten, and encourage. And now here's your host, Brian Sexton. And welcome into the Intentional Encourager podcast. I'm your host, Brian Sexton. Thank you so much for joining me again today. And again, I can't say it enough. I am blessed to have friends who will take their time to come on my podcast, even when they have their own podcast to do. And that is the case with my friend, Daryl Amy. He's the author of the Revenue Growth Engine, How to Align Sales and Marketing to Accelerate Growth. And you can find his content at revenuegrowthengine.net. He's also the co-host of the Selling from the Heart podcast with Larry Levine. But don't tell Larry, I'd rather talk to Daryl. Daryl Amy joins (laughs) me today on the Intentional Encourager podcast
1: hey Carol, Brian. how are you doing today man i'm fantastic thanks for having me today i 'm so excited to be a part of the podcast i 'm a huge fan of the vision of what you 're doing and so i am i'm thrilled to be here don 't get too excited it's <laughs> <laughs> no I love it you know one of my one of my core values uh and, and i 'm a marketing nerd so um, most things in my life, I, I know they're uh, in line if they all start with the same letter. But one of my core values starts with letter I, like the rest of them, and it's to be intentional. And I love the vision of what you're doing to say, I want to be intentionally encouraging in a world <laughs> where, my goodness, we could use some encouragement. So uh, I, the honor is mine. I'm thrilled to be here, Brian. So let me start there,
0: Darrell. What does intentional mean to you? Because a lot of people would say, well, why would you use intent or why would, you know, or we talk about maybe the word intent is, is has a negative connotation, like criminal intent or something <laughs> like <right>. that. <laughs> yeah. So what does intentional mean to you?
1: Well, look, I, I think the default for all of us is just to kind of coast through life and go from, you know, meeting to meeting, event to event, whatever, you know, and and person to person and get to the end of the day, the end of the week, the end of the month, you know, the year and maybe the end of your life and go, uh, what what was that all about? You know, what was I doing? And and so for me, I, you know, I tend to, to live in the world of ideas, so I get uh pulled down into all of that, but what I've got to remember is the interactions that I have with people, uh, the interactions I have in the organizations that I lead, um, it's gonna be a whole lot better if I walk in with some intention behind it and and I think that applies to not only an engagement with you know working with a person or working with uh, an organization, but I think it applies to your life overall. So you know what what is the intention of your life, my life. And so I, lo- I, I think the word's fantastic. I hadn't thought about having criminal intent, but I think, <laughs> uh, so I, I'm, I'm assuming there's a good in front of the intentional side of this. But, you know, Brian, I, the more, the days and the weeks that, that I look at in my life where I've approached things with intention, those, they're totally different than the other ones where I'm just kind of cruising along um, or in, in, in more cases than not, just kind of being, dragged along by the uh, rapid river of life. So yeah, it's intentional is huge. It's a huge word for me. And and that's why when I saw the title of the podcast, I was like, I'm there. That's awesome.
0: Well, and, and, you know, the, the people either go in a straight line, like some people know early in life, what they want to do. You know, I Mm -hmm. know people that said, oh, I wanted to be a doctor from the time I was five. I wasn't that fortunate because my my path took twists and turns to get to sales and, and doing some other things. I started out wanting to be a, a play-by-play guy for a professional sports team, I ended up in sales.
1: Right. When yeah. you
0: you talked about being a marketing nerd. Was that something that was always kind of hardwired into your brain? Or were like were like so many other people, you just kind of got there through a different path.
1: Wow. Um you know it's so funny when yes and no i mean yes and no i i think um, two two things happened first of all um when I was younger uh, I, I I've always loved business and I remember when I was young I grew up in a family we did construction so my hobby by the way on the weekend I'm out in my shop in the evening i'm in my shop building something it's very therapeutic to me uh, and uh, so anyhow when I was when I was a teenager, I remember my parents went away uh, on a trip, and uh, I thought that I would do something for their 25th anniversary or something like that. It was something special. So I built them this piece of outdoor furniture. Uh, more than anything, it was probably just bored, and it was a farm kid. So, um, And so I built this piece of furniture, and someone's driving by, and they saw me building this piece of furniture. It was almost finished, and they said, how much is that? And I had no full disclosure. For
0: now full disclosure, folks. Daryl Amy is not Amish. He is not Amish.
1: No, but uh, <laughs> full di- full disclosure, Brian. I actually uh, lived across the road from an Amish family, so oh, it is true. Oh, and I, I do have a black T shirt on, yeah. but um, I well, where's others, your where's your beard? And no mustache, dude. I've tried. I've tried <laughs> so hard. This is all I can do. This is after uh, so, two, so months being at home. So the
0: creative yes. side, when, when you were younger and you're, you're, you're out there in the shop uh-huh. building something, and yeah. I'm fascinated by people that have that talent and ability, were, were you always just thinking about what can I take this piece of wood or these pieces of wood and turn it into? Or did you know in your mind, I'm gonna take, I'm going to go point A, point B, point C, and I'm going to take this and I'm going to be specific and intentional and build this?
1: Well, let me say, I'm not very good at following directions. (laughs) I never really have been, but I enjoy building things. And I I think, um, you know, I think that's one of the things that led me into sales and marketing. You know, when that person uh, drove away and handed me $150 for that bench that I was going to build for my parents. And uh, I quickly learned that I like business I like selling things this is good so um, moving on through college I ended up going through business school and uh, had a marketing degree in my hip pocket and what I what I've loved in, in my career has been sales and then starting a marketing agency doing sales training and now with revenue growth engine working with organizations helping them grow revenue so they can be intentional and make an impact which we'll talk about but um, with With all of that, what i 've really enjoyed is just the building component of it, because you know you're building an, a company you're building um a client base you're building a marketing strategy and system and uh and all of it is is cool because I learned real quickly when I was young that if I could build something and sell it, it would generate. Revenue, which was really good, um, and so all through my career, I've been involved in in building things um, and it, that generate revenue. And, and to me, that's fun because you can do something. Um, you know, there's there's very rarely a step by step guide in terms mm-hmm. of how to get from here to there, as you know from being in sales. Yeah, um, and anyone that's run a company or started a company knows. However, when you do begin with the you know the vision, the end in mind of what you want to create. Um, at least you've got something that's guiding you as you're, you're moving towards it. So, which goes back to the word intention, right? Yeah. What, what's your intention? And uh, you know, and, and so I love that. I I get to talk to people about their goals and visions and dreams um, all the time, Brian. And it's a, it's a huge joy in, in all of that.
0: Daryl, a lot of people don't love the process of building, right? Because I, I, and I have a, an almost 20-year-old son, this generation, and, and, and I don't want to sound like I'm, We're in my day, we didn't have, you know. <laughs> but, but this generation seems like they want to go from zero to 60 in one second. If they can't plug in a video game that they just bought at GameStop or downloaded from the PlayStation Store and aren't instantly good at it, they become annoyed, frustrated, things like that. For you, do you still enjoy the building part of helping companies get to, to point A to point B? Is it still as fun for you in the, because building is hard, building a territory's hard, building a company's hard, building anything is hard. Do you still enjoy the building part of it?
1: Oh, 100%, absolutely. And you know, what's interesting, uh, I hear what you're saying about the current generation, but let me put a positive spin on that. Yeah, the reality ahead, yeah. is, you know, the tools exist right now to be able to build things much faster than you could twenty years ago. You yeah, know, that's back. a great point, Daryl. Yeah, and, and I mean, look, you can spin up a company, and um, you can, you know, launch a podcast. You can write a book. You know, I, I was. You can do on everything
0: that. right here. You can build a you company can, right here. You can. you can write a book right here.
1: So it is really interesting. I've got um, a a couple daughters that are in their late twenties, early thirties, have a 15 year old son. And I look at the world that my boy's going into, cause he's getting to uh, 11th grade and, you know, just I'm starting to get into that season of getting in your feels.
0: Now, hold up a minute. You've got yes. a daughter in her early thirties. What did you do? Did you take that 150 bucks from making a bench and go get married?
1: <laughs> I actually have uh, three grandkids and one on the way, Brian. Good so night, dude. Good, good, good. night. The, uh, I thought, well, of
0: course, my wife. Were, we were Abraham and Sarah. We had children in our <laughs> own age. We were, she was thirty and I was twenty-eight when, when, when our son was born. And I thought, oh my gosh, we're not we're not robbing the cradle. We're stealing from the old folks' home here. To
1: go have kids. <laughs> but you know, it's it's funny when you look at at the world. I look at the world that my boy is being you know born into. He's he's in halfway through high school, so I was saying, I'm starting to get my feels about him going off to college, but I'm, I'm realizing that the world of opportunity that is open before him, Yeah, and yeah, there may be some r- unrealistic expectations, but if I'm honest, I think I had some pretty unrealistic expectations um, when I was in business school and thought I would be the CEO of a fortune 1000 company, you know, by the time I was 23. So at least that's what they told me in yeah, business school. No so, really. so, you know, but I look, you can spin something up. And this is, this is what I love about our world right now. If you have a passion, a vision, a dream, a cause, um, you, you know, this podcast is a great example, right? I mean, you said, I want to encourage people. So you you started a podcast. I mean, you know, and that took really just a little bit more than a thought and a goal. And next thing you know, and a microphone and you're on the air. And well, there was some begging, some pleading, some groveling,
0: you know, from, <laughs> from friends of mine to go, please, would you please come on my podcast? And, and yeah. my wife and my wife going, what's this on the credit card bill? What's that on the credit card bill? No, but you're exactly it's right. So really so many,
1: a cool time.
0: Yeah. So let me let me just piggyback off of that real quick and 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 go there for just a second. Mm-hmm. So when you talk with folks that say, Daryl, I have a company and we did $100,000 in revenue. And our goal is we want to get to 5 million. Mm-hmm. When you talk to companies like that, are there ever times where you have to kind of slow the roll and say, hey, look, let's you guys want to go from zero to 60 like we talked about a few minutes ago you want to go to zero from zero to 60 in a second it takes time to get there do you ever have to pump the brakes on clients and go let's take a logical purposeful approach of how you want to get there and why you want to get there
1: um, the the short answer is yes Although um, it's interesting, Brian, when we go in, and I one of the things I do uh, is I lead revenue growth strategy workshops at companies. So we'll go in, and by go in, I mean get on Zoom, and uh, we will <laughs> we I will like build where your heads at yeah yeah exactly. It's it's the world of of online, but we'll we will work with the the management team and, and help them develop a growth strategy and a plan um, to drive net new business and cross sell more to their current clients. And um, so what I've found when it comes to business goals, they're usually either wildly unrealistic or they're wildly selling themselves short because the way that a lot of companies surprisingly, or maybe not surprisingly set goals, they use one of two ways. Um, the first way is the uh, spaghetti method and you boil a uh, big thing is spaghetti, and you throw it on the wall, and you see what sticks, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, we kind of chuckle at that, but I've, you, you'd be shocked at the number of businesses I've been in, and they were like, well, we really didn't know what to do, so we threw spaghetti on the wall, and so the other way a lot of businesses set goals is what I call the ruler method. They look at last year, and they go, they'll, here's the trend. We've been growing 7% year over year, so this year our goal is 7%, well, the spaghetti method is ridiculous, obviously, but so is the ruler method. And the ruler method is actually a problem right now because the ruler after this uh, little economic crisis that we've entered is now pointing downwards and <laughs> instead of upwards. So um, what I think with businesses, um, when it comes to setting goals, the the thing to do is to take a look at uh, look down at at the client level, so we encourage businesses to uh, we help them define a profile of an ideal client we help them mm-hmm. establish the ten year value of the client and then then we say okay how many you know let's let 's make a plan for how many of these clients we can attract per year and then we then we do some math and when you do the math backwards that way it 's rooted in reality, but it also usually ends up being um, we call them aggressive but realistic goals because the goals usually end up being, wow, I didn't realize we could do that. So, you know, notwithstanding the people that want to be um, Elon Musk in 36 mm-hmm. months, you know, the reality is most businesses have more growth potential than they think they do. And it's fun helping uh, helping management teams unlock that potential.
0: Well, you have some people or they go the other way, Daryl, or they say, you know, we, we set a growth target of 15%. Mm -hmm. And, and, and we wildly, we, we did the WAG estimate, the wild a guess estimate,
1: right? Yeah.
0: And and we said, Oh man, we, you know, we think we can grow 15%. And Daryl, here's the thing too. A lot of companies, and I saw this when I was in the, in the restaurant business, people would go, well, I'm going to open up a pizza shop and I'm going to open the doors and I'm going to make all this money. And I'm like, well, what's your why? Well, Uh, um, you know, well, Somebody told me you can make a crap ton of money in the pizza business. Did they tell you how hard it was going to be to be in the pizza business? Did they tell you that, that, that employees steal from time to time and you have product loss and you've got to keep customers happy and you've got to find ways to keep people in the door. And so a lot of people, to your point, it's, it's, it's easy to open a business But sometimes people, there are people that shouldn't be opening businesses because they they fall into the trap of, I'm going to make money because of X, Y, or Z. Mm -hmm. When you run into those clients, how do you let them down gracefully and say, hey, let's, let's readjust and let's reestablish our goals here? Because you can see that they're going down the path of failure. And I, and if I were working alongside you, I might plug you and go, Hey, Daryl, you know, I might say, Hey, Daryl and I need to step outside a minute. You know, I, I got something I need to tell him. I might look at you and go, my God, man, these people are going (laughs) to (laughs) fail. So how do you set those realistic expectations, Daryl?
1: Well, Brian, first of all, I've been very fortunate in, um, in getting to work with fantastic companies. My, the whole, you know, I, I get a little Simon Sinek on all of us for a moment. I mean, you do have to start with why and my why in terms of what I do professionally is I want to help great companies grow revenue. And the reason for that is I sit on the board of several nonprofits and I've noticed over the years that the real people, you know, what moves the needle for a nonprofit in terms of, of uh, finances is businesses. Successful business people are able to write the big checks. So My entire mission is to find great businesses and help them grow. And so that nonprofits are able to have the the funding they need. In fact, my big, hairy, audacious goal as I launch Revenue Growth Engine uh, this summer is to help 10,000 businesses double their revenue, Mm. 10,000 great businesses. And, and so, you know, I don't, get, I don't get pulled into a lot of discussions with businesses that are uh, purely just greedy, money-hungry, profit-driven. Um, I kind of have made a choice that that's not my game anymore, um, yeah. that I want to work with great businesses. Um, and so what I do find, though, is that what you're saying is absolutely true. When you know your why as an individual and importantly, as a business. Were you looking on my you.
0: bookshelf? Were you looking on my bookshelf?
1: Everybody's got start with why on their bookshelf. It's a qualification. If you can't pull out your copy of start with why, I'm not sure if we can be friends. But um, I or, selling <laughs> or selling from the heart. Or selling from the heart, that works. But two very closely related concepts. So the idea is, uh, Brian, I think that... Um, that that the you know we look at the world right now we're we're in a you know we're in this time where we're going to have to dig out of a hole really quickly and reset our futures, and so what I like about the reset though, and I know a lot of your life or a lot of your podcasts, people are sharing stories about resets in their life, times mm-hmm. when they were you know down and out and rose up um, you know from the from the bottom. What's really, int- and, and good things can happen out, of great things can happen out of that. What I like about what's happening right now, I don't like the COVID crisis, I don't like the economic duress, but what I do like is it's a favorable moment in time right now where I'm seeing a lot of business people go, how are we gonna do things now? Like it's a moment of, this has been a moment of pause and I, I think in this moment, you know, the, it's, it's a great time to go back to your why, because you're gonna need that level of motivation. You're gonna need that level of purpose um, and passion to be able to bring your business back and grow it going forward. It's not gonna be an easy task we face in the months and, and years ahead. However, the businesses that understand their why have the passion to be able to go in and I think really drive forward um, maybe in some directions that they weren't going before and ultimately to create something that's going to be better. And in my opinion, better is it creates more meaningful type jobs for people and creates resources that can go back into uh, into the community, into things that are meaningful, nonprofits, etc. So this is, you know, as, as hard as this time is right now for for everybody, um, it, this is a great, great time for a reset and to, to really consider intention. Like what's my intention? What kind of impact do I want to have? And um, you know, and, and inside that I just, I encourage everybody right now. I encourage everyone to, you know, take a pause and really reconnect with your why, your purpose. Mm-hmm.
0: No, that's great. Daryl, Along those same lines, and you were talking about people hitting the reset and yeah that's that's been a common theme throughout these podcasts and and I don't apologize for that mm-hmm. Share with us the biggest obstacle that you overcame either personally or professionally, what you did to get through that obstacle
1: wow um. Well, so let's be let's be personal um, on that because those are the ones that really I've had professional obstacles, um, but I think the you know on the personal side, um, ten years ago, I found myself divorced and single, and uh, this was not you know, like anyone It was not on my radar. It was not planned. It was not uh, something that I wanted, um, but all of a sudden, I found myself in uh, my late 30s single and um you know in that whole season of life was it was a massive massive reset for me brian it was you know those those anyone that's gone through that knows that those days were it was some really really brutal days and um you know the the lessons and the character that was formed in that season Um, I've really, it it was, it was a massive, you know, it's, it's so strange how something that tragic and that, um, brutal happens, but I can look back now a decade later and see, um, that there were so many good things that came out of that, um, in, in, in so many ways, I'm a, a very different person today. Um, and while I wouldn't have chosen that reset, and while I wouldn't wish that on anybody, uh, what I realized was, you know, that that kind of stripping everything away, and of course that all, if you following the calendar, that all happened during the last Great Recession. Um, so at the same moment that my uh, marriage was stripped away from me, my business uh, was in, you know, in kind of triage mode with uh, some of our largest clients reorganizing and kind of stopping, hitting the pause button with us. So it was just that moment in life where everything that I valued, um, marriage, being successful in business, all of that just, you know, collapsed within about a 90-day period. Mm. And, um, you know, those are the, those are the moments that, um, those are the moments where you figure out who you really are. And, uh, you know, and I, I look back on that and, you know, what got me through that Um, Two things, two things, relationship with God and close relationships with uh, some friends that were here locally, the type of people that were in my life that were able to look me in the eye and go, hey, you're going to be okay and we're going to get you through this. We're going to work through this together. And so, you know, it it is interesting when it all boils down to the the most basics. It's those, uh, you know, it's that relational level. For me, it was a relationship with God and relationship with um, some really good friends that that carried me through that season. And ultimately, I think Brian put me on a trajectory, uh, which was a good trajectory instead of one that could have been very destructive.
0: Man, I've got to follow up there with this, Daryl. If you could go back 10 years ago, what would Daryl now say to Daryl back then?
1: Yeah. Wow. That's um, that's a great question because I, I think, um, you know, those moments for me um, at the bottom were hopeless moments, right? All you can see, it's like if you're at the bottom of a well, all you can see is the walls and the darkness all around you. Um, you know, what an amazing thing it would have been if I was able to see 10 years ahead and how my life was going to be, and you know how happy I would be, and what kind of impact to be having, and and all of that, you know. But you don't get that, you don't get that at the bottom of the well. So, in fact, it's kind of tough because I have a good friend um, who who you know his name's Chris Grasso. and Chris yeah. uh, was with me in that season. And uh, I remember Chris came up to me one day, and uh, I was working in Starbucks, and he popped in for a cup of coffee. he Came up to me, looked me in the eye. You know, and he said, Daryl, you're gonna be a better man on the other side of this season. And, and I remember thinking to myself, I've never punched anyone in the face before, but I think I'm about to punch Chris in the face.
0: Not <laughs> you, Grosso.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. so, but, but it's one of those things that you know I needed to hear that, mm-hmm. but I didn't wanna hear it. And I didn't, you know, I, I didn't, you know, so it is, it is tricky when when you're at the bottom, you do need to hear a message of hope. But at the same time, it's sometimes those are really hard to hear. So, but thanks for asking. And I, you know, the lessons out of that, um, you know, I've carried forward relationship with God uh, before that season. I really didn't have a whole lot of friends. I got a lot of friends now uh, because I realized how important that was to have those guys carry me through um, through that season.
0: Daryl, my last question I've got for you. Been so great with your time. This is this has been exactly what I wanted. Awesome. I want I want people I want people to hear an Intentional Encourager podcast and feel like they've been a part, like they were sitting with us having this conversation. And it's been so good. We've laughed and we've had really a poignant moment. I want you to share with this audience your single biggest piece of intentional encouragement, whether it's a business that says, man, I don't, maybe there's a business owner out there and they go, I want to keep on, but man, COVID-19 has made it really hard. I don't know Mm -hmm. how we're going to get through it. Or maybe it's somebody that's a a sales guy like yourself and going, man, my marriage is falling apart. What am I going to do? Just, it could be anybody that's in this audience mm-hmm. that is listening to this story and, and just connecting and resonating with it. Share with the audience your single biggest piece of intentional encouragement.
1: Wow. Um yeah. Brian, there's so many, so many different ways to go. And it did I know, just
0: stump the band? Is that what you I did? No, <laughs> you didn't stump the
1: band. I just you know, it's it's um it's one of those things where, where when you're at the bottom and I I'll laugh with Chris uh, about Chris and all of that and, and Chris and are still great friends and yeah, he's and a great guy. Super. I know you've gotten to know Chris and, uh, you should bring him on the intentional encourager podcast oh, we if you will. want to get encouraged. Plug. Yeah. One will. of the most encouraging people I know, but, um, you know, to, to tell someone when they're really in a dark place that, Oh, everything's going to be all right. Um, the reason I believed Chris is Chris had gone through that valley and come out the other side. And so when he said that, I didn't punch him in the face. I I believed him because I knew that he'd been on that journey before. And so um, maybe I'm going to answer the question a little differently. I would say if you've been in a valley and if you've come out the other side, be intentional in seeking out the people that are in the Valley right now. So Mm -hmm. if you've had a business failure, um, you know, and if you've been through a tough season in business, then encourage people in that area. If you know, if you've had a, uh, whatever, whatever it is, whatever thing that you've been in the Valley and come out the other side, I really believe that, um, you know, it's been said that your mess is your message, you know, and, and that the things that you've gone through in your life, um, and come out the other side, it's almost like you have a um, calling, maybe even a responsibility back to the world to, to encourage people. So I would say, you know, if you've been in the valley and if you've come out the other side, I really want to encourage you, everyone on listening to look back at their life and go, where am I called to encourage somebody else? Because I guarantee you, um, you know, you're, uh, as, as, uh, one of my pastors used to say, you're either in trouble, you're just getting out of trouble or you're about to get in trouble. That's the way life works, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, exactly it's uh, right. up and down. And so we need other people. So be that person, you know, where are the areas in your life where you can be an intentional encourager to someone else, where you actually have the credibility to be encouraging in that area. And, uh, those are, those are the areas where I think we can have the most impact
0: Man, this has been so good, Daryl. I appreciate yeah. that. Tell tell folks where they can find your, your resources. I, I introduced it a little bit, but tell folks how they can connect with you if they want to connect with you after they hear this podcast or find your resources, things like that. Now's your chance, my man, to shamelessly plug whatever <laughs> well, you want to do.
1: Well, hey, there is no no shameless plug here, but I would, if, if someone's listening to the Intentional Encourager podcast and uh, is still listening through the end of this episode, I'd love to be your friend. So uh, we're, we'd are uh, love to connect. So you can find me on Twitter, um, Daryl underscore Amy, not many people, the last name Amy, look me up on LinkedIn, uh, look me up on Facebook, all those channels. You can find me there. If you have a company and you want to grow your company, check out revenue growth engine.net. And uh, if you are interested in making an impact in the world and seeing some of the coolest organizations that are, are uh, changing country, uh, changing places all over the world. Uh, go check out a nonprofit that I'm involved in called the Kingdom Fund at kingdomfund.com. So all kinds of cool stuff to talk about. Brian, it's been a true pleasure hanging out with you today. And uh, once again, I love what you're doing here at the podcast, and honored to be a part of it.
0: Well, thanks, Daryl. I really appreciate it. And listen, guys, if he'll be friends with me, he'll be friends with any of you.
1: (laughs) Don't worry about that.
0: (laughs) Daryl, Amy, thank you, man. It's what a blast it's been. Thank you so much for being with us on the Intentional Encourager podcast. My thanks, as always, to producer Bryce Sexton and technical advisor Matt Mead. And the ultimate thanks goes to the Lord Jesus Christ, who provides intentional encouragement every day through His work. And until next time, remember: everyone, everywhere, at any time, and any place can be an intentional.